This is the Sports Divided Podcast. The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship, and it's their second three-peat. Second two out, Palmero over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges, throws, out! And the White Sox have won the World Series. To the net, over. Patrick Kane has scored the goal. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. The Cubs win the World Series. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. Um, As we sit right now in the NBA, Miami in the East, at least the Miami Heat are the only team to clinch. There's three teams uh, technically eliminated, but mathematically, if the Wizards lose their next game, they would become eliminated also. Uh, and that is the Pacers, Pistons, and Magic. And the Bulls picked up a win last night to. Uh, Who was it? <laughs> well, I was going to say. You can't even say uh, cement them outside the uh, playing round because they're still only uh, a game and a half up on being in the playing round. Um, but the Bucks picked up a win last night. So did the Celtics, jumping the 76ers, who would uh, now be four. Um, so that'd be a fun matchup for the Bulls. We always thought, you know, maybe the uh, the Celtics would be a team that, you know, the Bulls could could go toe-to-toe with, come playoffs, and, and the way they've been playing lately, yeah, I don't think that's the fact. <laughs> They're a good team. Led by uh, a young stud out of Duke and uh, Jason Tatum. Where'd, does anybody know where he's from? The Midwest. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> Good old Chaminade boy here in St. Louis. He had a he had an all time tweet. We'll get to uh, when we talk a little MLB later in the episode. But so as far as uh, other news in the NBA, the Lakers uh, lost last night and have officially fallen out of the play in round. Also, so they're they're officially out of the playoffs right now. Big news. I, mean, I don't much see. much disappointment across the land. Yeah. Immediately makes it easier to watch the playoffs on TV. Mm-hmm. You, you just see Anthony Davis. I mean, he's he's always hurt, and uh, you know LeBron. Just seeing them on the bench, just shaking their head. <laughs> and Russell Wilson trying to, or not Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook trying to do whatever he can. But you know. That team, that's just kind of a mess. It's, it's nice to kind of see LeBron towards the end of his career, and hopefully we can get out from under him. And I know he's been great for the league, but it's I'm just sick of seeing his face. I really am hearing his name. So, so go ahead, Matt. No, I was just saying it's kind of it's kind of nice to see you know how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> so does this this stat I'm getting ready to to read right now? Does this say more about the Suns and the Grizzly in the West, or more about how bad the top teams in the East are. The uh, 
the worst team in the East right now is the Orlando Magic and Detroit Pistons. They're tied, and they're 28 games back of first place. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are 11th in the West, and they're 30 games back. Yeah, well, the, the West has always been, um, you know, just a, a stronger league all around. But, yeah, so they're – Houston is 56 games back, and they're eliminated. 56. That's getting, that's getting into, like, Pittsburgh Pirates, like Baltimore Orioles, like 162 games of baseball games behind. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it just, yeah, is it a testament to how good the Suns really are, really? You know, well, the Grizzly, too, they're just kind of a different I mean, they're, they're ahead of the second place team by eight and a half. I guess, realistically, yeah. it does say more about the Suns because the Rockets have the same record as the two worst, the, the, uh, the Rockets have the same record as the Pistons and Magic at 20 and 56. And yeah. one team is 28 games back and one team is 50. 56 games, or sorry, I looked at 41 and a half games back. My bad. I looked at, yeah. I looked at the wrong They're column, lost. but still four, <laughs> 41 and a half games is. Yeah. That's half. So, <laughs> so you're saying they have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when were they mathematically eliminated before Christmas? <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> when they traded James Harden in the off season. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, the whole, uh, yeah, the, the, the West has always been, you know, you had the, the mighty, the, the ones at the top were always the strong ones with the Warriors. And the Suns came about, um, you know, the last couple of years, but the Clippers were, were good for a while. The Lakers, obviously, the Trailblazers, they've kind of fallen off the map um, with Dame Lillard getting hurt. And they traded CJ McCollum, and they're kind of just in tank mode right now. Um, but, you know, the Mavericks, the last couple of years have been really good, even, you know, you know right when they drafted Luka. Uh, so you, you kind of, it's a top heavy division uh, where the East was like, it wasn't looked at as, as nearly as strong. And, you know, LeBron kind of resided in Miami and um, Cleveland for many years and just, you know, rode into the playoffs with his eyes closed. And you can't do that in the West. <laughs> you got a lot of teams and there's some, there's some parody and a lot of injuries throughout the league too, that have just kind of, kind of leveled the playing field a little bit, namely LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But, yes, it's fun to watch, you know, get uh, John Morant and see him with the Grizzlies and that team. They're, they're, they're a different style of play than most of the other teams around the league. And I think it's hard for other teams to match up with them toe-to-toe because they've just got the size and, and the, the post presence that other teams – it's not a it's not like it was back in the 90s where that was the game that started inside and goes out. Everything's, you know, outside shots and, uh, you know, nothing mid-range, nothing in the paint. So it'll be interesting to see, um, see how it all shakes out. And, you know, I mean, the Suns are far and away probably the favorite to win overall um, just by their style of play and, and the, the youth, but then also the, the veteran leadership they have. And Chris Paul, who thought he was going to be this good, for this long of a career, and he seems to just get better every year. I don't know how he does it. But. And then it, the mold of, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the, the Zach Levine thought where it's like how much, how much 
of a leap is he going to get? Is he going to look anything like Devin Booker? Is he going to get to that point in his career where he truly is that max player? And now that, uh, you know, Chris Paul is out with uh, his, his injury, and I don't think they've really missed a beat. So it's the kind of, you look at the Bulls and you think like, okay, Zach, you know, this is what we're expecting out of you. And not really, not that I'm not seeing it because you see flashes of it, but the consistency of it, I, I, don't, I don't know that it's there. I watched that game yesterday. You know, Zach Levine sure did not look like a ex-player in the first half. Well, I thought he was, I was trying to see if he was limping or if he was doing anything because he was, I mean, he was a couple of feet short on some of those shots. I mean, that is just, uh, I mean, they're very lucky. Yeah, but yes, basically, I mean, the Rosen, you can just turn it on. Obviously, I know it caught, it caught me by surprise when they said that the Rosen just passed Josh Stockton for 50th in scoring all time. Wow. Kind of, that was kind of a name that I, I kind of went read. So I really didn't know much about it. I wasn't following the NBA. But I didn't know much about the Rose until he got here. Yeah. Well, you know, John Stockton, I mean, he'd score, but he was more of an assist guy. So it's the pick and roll with him and Carl. Sending Martin. it into the mailman. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. But, well, so yeah. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, the West, the West is, is pretty top heavy, too. I mean, you get to the Nuggets are good, Jazz are good, Mavericks are good, but then you have, you know, the Suns, Grizzlies, and Warriors when everybody's healthy. They're like elite, but you look at the Heat, the Bucks, the Celtics, the 76ers. I put the Bulls in there. I feel like they're kind of not, they're not in that same upper echelon, but they're, you know, they're a good team. And then you got the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I, the East seems like there's a little bit more parity, where the West seems like it's a little more top heavy. Well, the West seems like it's a collision course for Suns and Grizzlies. And the East, you don't really have like this you know, just wait until they meet in the playoffs type of – because you don't know who's going to be there. Yeah. But yeah, – I mean, really, in all reality, if, if Alonzo Ball comes back, I'm not – I don't think the Bulls are going to – you know, they'll get to the playoffs, maybe make a little noise in the first round, maybe shock a team. But, you know, they're not going to – I don't see them winning the championship. I just don't think they have what it takes um, to win a seven-game series against some of these teams. But, you know, I, I just think – the Bulls could go toe-to-toe with a lot of the teams in the East if they have everybody healthy and everybody's playing up to their level. And I don't I don't know if that's going to be a fact. But, you know, at least it'll be an inter- interesting game, hopefully, five series. Well, so back to the Lakers, though. Um, if a coach is 94 and 49 – but LeBron misses the playoffs. The coach is going to get fired, right? Yeah. But think about that. Frank Vogel <laughs> is going to get fired. At, probably e- either way, yeah. probably. And right now with the Lakers, he's 94 and 49. Yeah, I, I always like Frank Vogel, too. He'll win somewhere else. Well, I was going to say, word on the street, though, is, too, they're going to go after Quinn Snyder if they if they do fire him as the head coach of the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he can just go replace him at the Jazz and be successful. 
I never have to worry about anything in his life again. Um, but we were going to touch a little NHL, but we're going to jump to uh, a breaking news situation in the yeah, so sure we're going to go NFL first. Uh, mm-hmm. Bruce Arians announced he's retiring as head coach of the Buccaneers. What? I didn't see that. They're just like right now. Uh, I got the notification 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I just saw uh, Makes you wonder, makes you wonder, did Todd Brady Bowles, engineer that? Yeah, Todd yeah. Bowles is going to be head coach. Really? He was their defense coordinator anyways, right? Well, but how much is Brady – because this is probably a Brady move. How much is Brady mm-hmm. and ownership kicking themselves that Arians didn't retire earlier and they could keep Leftwich? Oh, yeah. Where yeah, but Brady's basically the offensive team? coordinator anyway. Very true. I mean, where's Ryan a... Leftwich fall? I forgot. <clears throat> oh, actually, hold on. Yeah, because he, he was going to take. He returned the... to them as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, he was going to take the Jags oh, position. Oh, okay. Never I thought mind. it was like a done deal. And it then, was. I'm pretty sure it was a done deal. Yeah, yeah I think they so. backpedal. He or did he backpedal? Oh, I know. I think it was the Jaguars. I don't think it was him. But, because it, it was like, yeah, it was it was it was done, I believe. So does that change a whole lot though in that division? Not really, right? No, so I mean it's not like they're adding a it's not like they don't have a head coach. Like Todd Bowles was a head coach. Whether he's successful or not with the Jets is a whole nother story, but um you know. That's just uh, one change to go along with the uh, new playoff overtime rules that are now in place, which uh, I don't know if they thought this far out. The coin toss can still be the determining factor, which is what they're trying to get rid of. Uh, What do you mean? Well, say you go to that Chiefs-Bills game, right? Because that's the one that sparked it. The Chiefs win the coin toss. Nobody could stop anybody. Chiefs went down and scored a touchdown. The Bills go down and score a touchdown. Chiefs get the ball back, they go down, score again, they win. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Takes a little longer, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, but at least, at least, then both teams get a chance. I mean, I, I've always had a problem with, with that. That, uh, yeah, you don't even get the ball. I mean, uh, exactly. It's just there's something that's inherently unfair about that. I mean, you could say, well, you got to you got to stop that, stop them from scoring a touchdown. Well, yeah, but you know, if uh, the ref had uh, flipped the coin just a little bit harder, you know, then we would have had the ball first. I mean, just to be at the mercy of the coin flip is not yeah, really that game too. I mean, it was it was Josh Allen driving out field score, or it was uh, Patrick Mahomes driving out field score. Nobody could stop anybody. Yeah. 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 Well, so then, but what's wrong with just going to another quarter, just playing another? Quarter? Well, they don't. Yeah. They, they don't want to put so much stress on those players well, in the playoffs. Maybe not in the regular season. Uh, but yeah, I, but that's you know? still the same thing. That's what they say. It's the sport you sign up for. I don't care. You know what? Well, everybody gets more football. Everybody loves football. After just adding a whole a whole week to the schedule. <laughs> yeah. So does if you're uh, you know a head coach, the second head coach that gets the ball and they score a touchdown, you score a touchdown. Are you tempted to go for two to win the game? If especially especially if your defense hasn't in that case, if you're you know 
Buffalo's head coach right there? Do you go, you know, we're going for two because our defense can't stop them anyways? Yeah. Yeah. At the very least, you're thinking about it, you know. Win or lose with the ball in our hands and our best, the best player on our team's hands and Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Especially if you got that guy from the two yard line, just run a little power, QB power to the right. Mm -hmm. Let him get in behind, uh, you know, let him get in behind. Ryan Bates and don't say uh, his name. <laughs> He's transitioned. I, I just did. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I almost yeah. called him Ryan Barnes, and I was like, "No, that was Tim Barnes." And I decided so to get his last name, but yeah. So the Buffalo Bills did match the offer sheet for Ryan Bates, uh, <laughs> meaning the Bears still need a lot of uh, offensive line help. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like Patrick Lucas Patrick Patrick Lucas. What is yeah, Patrick name? from the uh, Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems like a guy that you know, especially you, you pair him with uh, our offensive coordinator. I can't think of his name now. Getzy. You know, you, you got him running center, and you got a couple. You know, with, with Cody Whitehair and um, who else? They got somebody else on the line too. It's not too bad. I think they're going to go real heavy on this draft. A lot of the mock drafts you see right now. <laughs> They're taking like two or three linemen in this thing. Well, they, yeah, they just, they have to. Yeah. There are so many wide receivers, but you, you don't see many of them in the first 10 picks. Yeah. But right. so, so I, mean, I know. They, need, they need offensive linemen. I mean, you know, um, yeah, because I mean, you can get all the, the wide receivers, but, but if the quarterback doesn't have time to throw to the wide receivers, then uh, then make a difference. We'll, we'll come back to this real quick. I want to touch on two other signings. Um, and in one little note that Ryan Poles said, uh, I know this put a smile on Dave's face. Trevor Simeon, two-year deal, uh, four million with mm-hmm. a possibility of five. Which, if it's a possibility of five, that's bad news if he gets the five million because that means uh, Justin Fields was not on the field playing football for the Chicago Bears. Um, uh, yeah, and what everybody's that, what that means is Simi is now the transition to the next quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everybody's how old is Simi? Thirty. He's thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know he's had a couple. He had a decent year in Denver one year and a decent year down in New Orleans. He's. I tell you, what, he, he, here's the problem. The thing he does best throws the ball deep. What's 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 the problem with the Bears receivers? <laughs> Nobody can beat. <laughs> Because between well, an offensive line and a receiver, I was gonna say they can't, they don't have enough time to get deep. That's exactly right. But that's but, Simeon's strength. Simeon throws a beautiful deep ball. Speaking of the Saints, uh, everybody's favorite Andy Dalton signed a one year deal down there um, with a $3 million guarantee possible for six if Jameis screws up. Um, and then the thing with Ryan Poles. We haven't been able to find a trade for Nick Foles. Well, what are you looking for? A sixth or seventh? Does he even have that much value to get a sixth or a seventh six round draft pick? Yeah, at this on. point, yeah, you can't be picky, man. Just <laughs> take a take a warm body. Or do you just take the dead cap hit of seven point six six million dollars and cut the guy? Yeah, you have no leverage in any situation. You get six. You get almost six million dollars out of that, but. You just cut the dead weight, you know. There's no point in even. Well, here's the game. problem. Every other team in the NFL knows that the Bears are sitting in that position. They're just going to wait for him to cut him, and they don't pick him up. Well, I would just say, give me a seventh-round pick in 2026, and we're good. Yeah, just a, a future warm body. Yeah. 
But here's an issue that I didn't realize happened. Um, so when they traded Khalil Mack, they didn't talk about some of the uh, the things that happened. Like when they restructured his contract, I don't think they ever mentioned that. If he was traded within two years of restructuring, it was $24 million of a dead cap hit this year. Huh. So you got rid of his 22, but 24 then come, becomes dead cap, which means you take on your cap about a third of that. So you didn't really come out $22 million of cap ahead. Yeah. It, it, like, aren't the Bears one of the worst with, like, dead cap yeah. space? Yeah, and hold on. Are, let me, are let, they the worst? Let, let me go through the rest of them. Yeah, but and then do you have, like, uh, the next – I don't know how many years it is, but in a couple of years, I believe – They'll be they'll they'll be in the best cap situation if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, oh, go ahead. I just, had, books, yeah. I just had the this year's dead cap situation: Khalil Mack twenty four, Jimmy Graham four point six, Andy Dalton five, Eddie Goldman five point one five, and uh, Charles Leno, who you cut what two two off seasons ago now, no. two point eight. Still paying for him? Wow. Yeah. Wow! Why don't they just keep him? I don't understand getting rid of. I mean, especially when you have this what, many issues yeah. on your line. Was he great? No. Was he serviceable? Yes. And he, he wasn't. He was yeah, healthy. he wasn't terrible. I mean, you know. Yeah. And you draft Kevin Jenkins, and you knew he had a back problem. Everybody else yeah. had a back problem. That's why he dropped to you, and you get rid of your left tackle, assuming this guy with a back problem is going to jump in. So no, you brought in Jason <laughs> Peters. The sad picked up his phone with the catfish in hand, right? No, the sad <laughs> thing is is your best offensive weapon retired last week in Pat O'Connell. Or O'Donnell. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. yeah. O'Donnell, yeah. not O'Connell. Exactly. <laughs> Which makes me think that 186 pick. If that punter from San Diego State is sitting there, Batteriza, <laughs> take him. That could be a weapon. Yeah, but they already signed. Uh, they already signed a punter for two years. Did they? Did I miss? I that? have no well, idea what his I, name I is. Did see, I did see the name go by. I think it was Ray Guy or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Ray Guy. <laughs> That's Sauerbrunn. Yeah. Oh, Sauerbrunn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they, no, they, they did. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I I, can't, I couldn't tell you his name. I never heard of him before in my life. Uh, they signed Ryan Winslow and a long snapper, Bo Brinkley, who's a former Missouri Tiger. But I've never heard of Ryan Winslow. Yeah, but I, believe, I think it's a two year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't. Let's see. It doesn't say the length. It just says it. Probably going to be a he busy was guy. Recently, <laughs> recently suited up for the 49ers. So, uh, yeah, he played one game for the 49ers. Now they just signed him to be there. They got to be drafting this guy, Arizio, right? Then this guy's just in camp in case they, he's not on the draft when they draft him. He's put a total of six games in two games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that I mean that guy, you know, I mean if you're the Bears and you draft a punter, I mean if, if they get him in the sixth round, yeah. But boy, if you if you use a punter no. on one of those first uh, five draft picks, no, it's got it's it's got to be the six. It's got to be one eighty six or yeah. lower, or you trade back a bit. Yeah, but no yeah, doubt, because so- I mean the Bears have to those those first three. They have uh, three of the top seventy one picks. I mean, two of those three. 
if not all three, have to be offensive linemen. Well, they actually have – so they, they have five in the top 150. They just don't have one before 39, so that kind of hurts. Yeah. But you can get some decent offensive linemen in that, you know. Um, well, so I would actually counter and say that first pick, if he's sitting on the board, should be George Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia. Because he's, uh, he's still there. Well, that's – I mean, obviously. But <clears> – <throat> Because then I would Why use. Receiver rates are loaded. I mean, there's there's a, a fair number of people that are gonna they're probably gonna do well. Yeah. He, so he's six three two oh one. Um. If my internet loads a little bit, let's see. So he's right. Wide receiver from Georgia had forty nine. Uh, 49 catches one year, 36 the other. Five this past year because he got hurt. Um, but averaged over 14 yards a care, uh, catch and had 14 total touchdowns in two years, really. Mm-hmm. My fear is that they bundle two of those picks and they move up and take the kid out of Ohio State that I ain't 100% sold on. You think about offensive linemen? No. No, you're talking about which which one? Uh, uh, there's, what, two of them, right? There's uh, – Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name right now. I like the second of the two better. <laughs> the one that's ranked higher um, – Oh, God. Starts with an A. Chris Olava. Uh, Olava is the one that's ranked higher usually. Yeah, so you have Olava and uh, Wilson. And and what positions are they? Whiteout. Well, I don't know. If I'm the Bears, I my first pick's got to be a. If, well, especially if I'm if I'm moving up, you know. I gotta, yeah, if I'm I moving up, it's. Well, these are the both Ohio State. They're the Ohio State kids, you know, like the lightning in a bottle that the Bengals did. Yeah, but. Yeah. The thing is, is Jabbar Chase is a special talent, and so is Joe Burrow. I don't think Fields yeah, we, is we that talent. One of those two. Yeah. I don't think Fields is that talent. Yeah, if I if I move up into the uh, you know higher, uh, I'm the Bears. I got to find one of those if they're available. One of those, as they say, generational uh, offensive linemen. You know, one of the left left tackle types that's going to be there for ten years. Um, I don't think they have the draft capital to move up that high. Yeah. Well, they can always mortgage next year's. Is it already mortgaged? Okay. Slow down, Ryan. Picks. Not the first. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's not that many picks again next year, though. I know. No, I, I was just being. I was joking <laughs> about. You covered. You have a first. You be able to cover this bear. Yeah. Missing a couple of rounds again. Well, then too, they you know what they did in this offseason is they let players go. Like Allen Robinson, James Daniels. I'm, I'm looking at this list right here. Blau Nichols that signed elsewhere that they could have got compensatory picks for in 2023. But they went and signed, you know, tried to sign Larry, Larry Ogunjobi and, and Nick Marwin and Lucas Patrick. And they kind of all went. Healthy. 
Yeah, sure, but it's almost like we need more picks than we need one guy. Yeah, they, they have such a mishmash of players. Yeah. You right need, now. you they need to just waited to get the draft capital and then sign whatever's left and make something out of it. You know, this next year because it's gonna we're gonna suck whether we have Larry or Larry Okunjobi or Luke Patrick. We're gonna suck either way. Hey, you have Larry Borum. You're good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not. Well, yeah, Larry Borum and, and the long snapper from Mizzou. So, man, yeah. I'm telling you. Just bring you back Chase Daniel and bring back, you know, the whole those, band. Those, Actually. Those, those elite skill positions right there. Yes. <laughs> so, a couple mock drafts have the Bears taking Daxon Hall, a cornerback out of Michigan, with that 39th pick. A couple of them also have them uh, taking Pickens and uh, taking an offensive guard out of Texas A&M named Keaton Green. And then almost everybody, there must be some connection here. They have uh, at 148 almost every single time they have them taking Leo Chanel, the inside linebacker from Wisconsin. So there must be uh, – so, so that tells me Chanel's ranked about 200th, and they'll take him at 140. <laughs> the word has it, they're going to Well, he's on the board. The, the, and the other thing is he's on Wisconsin's defense, which means he is uh, of the lighter skin variety guy to play middle to play inside linebacker with uh, Roquan. You know, he'll be, uh, what, Nick Kwiatkowski again? Another <laughs> version of him? Mm. But Bears have a total of six picks. Maybe maybe trade a couple back to pick up a couple more in yeah, the later I rounds. Could, I could see that. Especially if you're, you know, going – maybe you take the 39th and you trade back the 48th to add a couple extra. But – We'll get a little more in depth into the Bears. Uh, draft day is well, not for the Bears. They don't draft on the twenty eighth. Draft day for them starts the 29th, Friday, since mm-hmm. they have no first rounder. But yeah, so again, we don't get to watch the first day. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that would be per- time, the last time we did watch, we ended up with Mitch. Right? So. <laughs> no, we watched. We were watching all last year, right? When they made the trade for Fields, because I called Matt right away saying they made this trade. It better be Mac Jones. And then we did watch the the draft where it was I don't know if it, what draft it was but it was the Jordan Love and it was like Al Packers just drafted the next Aaron Rodgers. We were we and were all, that was like, when we were on the podcast. We did we, a, were, we yeah. did the podcast. That's right. Tonight. I That's remember right. being really upset. And now I look back and okay, cheers to that one. <laughs> well, I'm surprised the Packers haven't taken a flyer at Garoppolo. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to let that happen? Yeah, then Aaron one, would be upset again. Be, one, he no. can't be the he can't be the second best looking guy in that locker room. Yeah. Well, he's, I don't think he's second. <laughs> I, I didn't, I, I meant it in his mind. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. one ugly ass group. <laughs> <laughs> well, he better be, you know, I'm sure he's hoping uh, somehow, some way they uh, get a receiver. I, uh, I mean, I get it why they got rid of uh, Devonte Adams, but boy, oh boy, that was uh, that was a big it's move. It's not like it's not like from Adams; he was planning on leaving all along. 
if you believe yeah. what he was saying when he left, when he left, which is interesting. Well, and you know that Rodgers wouldn't have re-signed if he didn't know that that was going to happen. Uh, oh, yeah, somebody because, told him. There's no doubt. Yeah, because with, with the money money he's making, there's no way you're going to be able to pay uh, Adams as well. <clears throat> yeah, there, the couple mock drafts have them taking uh, Jamison Williams, the uh, oh, wide Alabama. receiver. Yeah, which – I won't even bring up where he actually went to high school because it's it's now it's now it's like I'm trying to bring up St. Louis guys, but I'm really not. He's a Cardinal Ritter guy, but yeah, he's a, the Alabama guy who got hurt in the uh, national championship game. Yeah, so do you take him though because he was hurt? I mean, he's not going to be ready probably. No, he ran at the combine and everything. He was good. Yeah, he him and Meacham. Oh were both. wait a minute, was it just uh, he just what? tweaked his knee? Meacham was the one that tore. Stuff. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's who they say is Jamison Williams, which he's not a big body guy. He's a speed guy. So he's more of a Randall Cobb type. But I guess when you have, well, they only have Lazard right now. Yeah, they lost a few. We couldn't even pick up the scrubs that were leaving there. <laughs> Kansas City oh, we got, got We got Equinemius St. Brown. Or yeah, he, we got the, the brother of him that was in mm-hmm. Detroit, the worser of the. Uh, yeah. Situations that went on. I can't believe I just said we. Oh boy! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I don't have a team anymore. <laughs> it's by default. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so we'll get. We'll you get... pick up the cold. It's either it's either us or K, or KC. So <laughs> yeah. Well, and speaking of KC, now they're threatening to um, move to the Kansas side of Kansas City, so that'll go over well, real oh, well. Good luck with that. Well, good, go ahead. I would tell them, hey, don't let the door hit you in the ass. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? Move to Topeka? Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Have have fun. You know. I guess their theory is that's where the Sporting Kansas City moved, so they want to now move over next to them and build like this shop area that goes with it but like mm. have fun like yeah you've been in the same Bye-bye. place for almost 60 years and then you're gonna up and leave whatever i'm, I'm not a big kansas city fan anyways just because you know what was up what was up first because only i'm asking because i don't know uh the area around uh fenway or the or the uh, area around uh st louis that's what everybody's copying. You know, the Cubs have given it their best shot. The Bears are going to do the same thing in Arlington Heights. Well, oh, 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 like Ballpark Village. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, Fenway's just the neighborhood. The place that started this whole thing was Philly. They well, built Fenway, Fenway's a lot like Wrigley down in the area. That they, yeah, but I'm saying, I mean, like neighborhood. I mean, where? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So Fenway's the neighborhood part that Wrigley's probably trying to copy off of. But like the the Cardinals. Built theirs after, uh, so Citizens Bank is backs up to uh, what is it now? The Eagles are called whatever. Oh, when they man. when they tore down the vet and they built the two separate stadiums, they did that and then built like this bar district in the same parking lot in Philly. Mm-hmm. So that's what everybody's trying to copy right now. Yeah. So that's that's where that whole idea came from of owning the stuff shops restaurants right there also that came that all started with the uh you make it a 
a 15 hour destination for that day. You know, it's like really, yeah, before the game, during you know, then after the game, and then after the game. Lincoln, Lincoln Financial, yeah. So Lincoln Financial is on one side of the parking lot. Citizen Bank is on the other, and right in the middle of this giant parking lot is like a bigger version of Ballpark Village with a bunch of restaurants and stuff. Mm. And it's just tailgate central parking lot around it. We'll check that out sometime. I didn't know that's how it was. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, the first place. Ballpark Village. But then going to Wrigley Fenway, I mean, I would assume, I mean, Wrigley have been at Urban Fenway, but I would think, you know, Fenway would be great. I mean, I know it's not owned by the um, by the ballpark, or, you know, or the owners, but it's it keeps people in the area, you know, buying. I mean, most of us haven't been up there, but that's because of COVID. I mean, COVID really screwed over the Cubs and, you know, in, in this whole rebuild up there and everything else. But at least you had the ballpark done first and and everything else. When you, when you drive by, I mean, it's 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 like you're in, you're in the right neighborhood. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's pretty it's you know it's pretty cool, but you know we've been masked and locked down and. Nobody in the ballpark and everything else since that uh, since a lot of it went up. But so the team that st- or the place that started the whole like separate complexes but giant parking lot for tailgate was actually Kansas City with Kauf- Kauffman Stadium and Arrowhead. They share right. they share a massive parking lot, um, and that's but, kind of but where there's as I recall now it's been forever since I've been there. It, it's the two stadiums and that's the parking it. lot and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> there's it's like two. The middle, now there's two or three gas stations on your way in that you can stop and grab some beer and <laughs> ice at. But like, yeah, you have to, you have to be pl- you, like, there's no just bars. Like everything is a tailgate. You have and to nothing, bring yeah. absolutely everything. And that's well, why I, I went there from work one day. It had to be, be 25 years ago, probably. Uh, at that point, Fisk was still playing for the Red Sox. So that was, uh, well, so that was what, like four facelifts ago for the for Kauffman Stadium. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember I, we landed at the airport, and the airport was out in the middle of absolutely. It was a beautiful airport, but in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it was. Yeah, I remember the, the buzz, the cab ride in, into the into, you know downtown Kansas City it was like forty five minutes. And it was like empty land every place. <laughs> and then we went out. We went to the ball game that night, and you know, and you know, watched. We was there and stuff. And um, it, the stadium was pretty, but again, it was in the middle of nowhere. I was like, okay. Yeah. Now, now, obviously, they're a little more built up just because Kansas City's been building and building and building, kind of like Nashville. Um, and the cab driver told me how he was investing in land in between where the airport was and downtown. <laughs> if know, he did, like, he's probably if he did, he's probably making a lot of money because that's where he, like Blue Springs and Independence and all that stuff is. Yeah, he was buying land ones. left and right to listen to him. So if he if he was honest, he ain't driving a cab no more. So smart, smart businessman. But so we'll move on from the NFL. We'll come back obviously to uh, the Bears closer to draft day at the end of april um well realistically a month from now we'll talk a little nhl um i, I gotta ask did anybody else watch the last box game and did you did, did you see the last goal no i i uh, yeah i saw it. i saw 
former St. Louis great Tage Thompson break a stick and score off the end boards? Yeah, that's the, oh, I think when it, I mean you saw the, the stick head for the end boards, and then the puck went back there. So I think the stick actually hit the puck back there, and then when he came out, it hit the it, it, it uh, Lincoln in the back of the skate. It was like it, it was like something. It was like the old Jordan commercials where. You know, they're shooting off the off the building, you know, off the, yeah. like oh, off the scoreboard. Um, yeah. It was like everything had gone so badly in the third period, you know, and it was it was a shame because you know they went on a road trip. They took five out of six points on the road trip. They looked pretty good. They looked great in the first period, and then I don't know what I don't know who played the second two periods, but it sure as hell wasn't the Hawks. Yeah, because I saw they were up four nothing, and then I look back oh, and it was four to one. Completely, completely dominating. Yeah, and and then what I read is that uh, Lykanen, uh, I guess it took him three tries to break his stick over the um, yeah crossbar. Yeah, he went at Belfour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but you watch that goal go in, it was like oh, okay, you know, it's a fitting way to end this one with 17 seconds left. I mean, the guy was the guy who scored the goal was looking, he was skating back to the bench looking the other way. He didn't even know he didn't even know what going in. I mean, it's horrible. He got he got almost all the way to the bench to get a new stick. <laughs> but again, like I said, Blues great Tage Thompson since he was part of that O'Reilly deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but the real question is, will the Blues hang on and make the playoffs? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that, I'm not too worried about that. Mm. Um, but the fact that you even, the fact that you could even kid about it, though. I mean, I only get I only get what I read. I, I watched one game on TV because it was on. But yeah, your defense. No, nope, nope, not defense. Goaltending has been god awful. I'm tired of people blaming the D. It's been like they are blaming Pareko on a goal that who's it went through Huso's stomach. And I'm like, get yeah. watch the it's. Well, people, I didn't see that one, but no, no. But people in St. it's just it's a soapbox. Like people in St. Louis want to blame. Their go-to is like Philly loves to blame their goalies, even if it's not the goalie's fault. Everybody picks – there's two, one guy a year that they go after all the time. Yeah. Oh, Pareko's on the ice for that goal. Pareko's on the ice. Well, two of them he's on the ice for that Huso literally just missed. What yeah, do you want? Like, so, something I read uh, this this morning uh, at reference at like uh, their, their losses uh, to – I think it was Carolina 7-2 and somebody else 5-2. Yeah. And, and then the, the guy's point was uh, – Oh, I guess St. Louis regretting not going after a, a better defenseman than Letty. Uh, but I, I, Rick, I agree with you because I've watched all these games and um, it, it's, yeah, they're giving up a lot of goals, but it's not the defense. And what they're doing a lot of times, uh, they, they've given up the first goal in a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of, and a lot of those are bad goals. Yes. And there's nothing more demoralizing to a team. Uh, than, than a goalie just, who gives up a soft goal. You need goal. to stop occasionally, and that's yeah, that's just what they haven't been getting. And that's that's, I mean, I went to so I went last Thursday against the Flyers, they lost five two, and I went Saturday against the Hurricanes where they lost seven two. They gave up two empty netters in both games, so you take away two yeah. of those. But Bennington gave up two soft goals against Philly, and then the third goal he gave up was a rebound that sat there. That Kairu didn't move his feet from the top from the blue line to the top of the circle, and he was standing next to the guy who scored the goal. Can't blame the defense on that one, right? The- well, and the, the other issue for them is uh, they they have to realize the game starts when the game starts because Justin Falk uh, had some. Yeah, there's harsh uh, words. you know uh, it is so noticeable in the third period, 
And it's usually with 10 minutes left in the third period, all of a sudden they start uh, uh, having a bunch of offensive uh, zone time and uh, dominating. And it's like, uh, wait, wait, wait a second, where was this for the last two and a half periods? And, uh, you know, you can't, and, and they, they know that and Baruby knows it, you know, you can't, you can't wait to start playing and, you know, where is that at the beginning of the game? And that, that, that's what's killing them too. Well, I think they also both the players and the fans got a little spoiled. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cup year, I said all along, that was Bennington's cup. I mean, Bennington was the best goalie in the league that year, hands down. I don't care what the numbers were and stuff, he was right, right there anyway, but he, he stood on his head more games than, than I can believe it mm-hmm. against us and against other people I saw. It was his, that was his year. Well, most goalies don't have, you know, back to back to back to back years like that. You know, if they do, they're going to the Hall of Fame. You know, and he's, you know, he's still a very good goalie. He's just, he's not that guy that stole maybe five, 10 games that year. (laughs) Well, no, it's, it's, so. It has more to do with. I'm trying to think how to say it. So, Bennington's this year in advance, his advanced stats, like saves above regular, like that type of stuff. Right. He's right on average with his career average. He's just been giving up some bad, bad goals at the wrong time. Bad, bad, bad goals. Bad some goals. Mm-hmm. Like, but at the same time, to Keith's point, Justin Falk came out and said it. He goes, we, we've been, we play with a little bit of an arrogance to where we know we can come back in a game because we have, we have seven guys, going to probably be 10 guys that are 20 goal scorers. Yeah, and that's not a good – that's not. And a he good goes, thing. but that's something we got to learn how to not do. Mm-hmm. We can't play with that arrogance that, okay, we're down one nothing, 10 minutes in. Oh, well, we have, we have 50 minutes to come back. Mm-hmm. No, that's a misplaced arrogance because uh... – you know, yeah, you you do have some offensive talent, but you're not the the Red Wings, uh, uh, you know, from years ago. And you're not, and you're not, you know, you're not the Blackhawks when uh, Taves and Kane and everybody else and Hosa were. Um, well, yeah. oh, sharp. And, it's not uh, even yeah. just that. It's it's not that they're just falling down behind one. They do it, and they're down two or three, and then they got a battle back. Like you only got so many minutes to score a couple. Like, yeah. Eventually, if you fall down too much, you're going to get – the team can just pack it in and yeah. play prevent. And that's kind of what happened. You know, Carolina, obviously, like Carolina, seeing them in person, I knew they were good. They might be better than Colorado. They're just like this well-oiled machine as a whole team that just – it's like an army coming at you. Their defense are – all yeah. solid. And yeah, they got they're just layers, and they, uh, yeah, there's no uh, weak point. And hey, speaking of Colorado, uh, what about uh, uh, McKinnon and the possibility that uh, he may be out for a while? And did you see that fight? Unbelievable! I mean, he with him and him and Dumba. Yeah, he he wailed on uh, Dumba, yeah. and uh, of course he may have paid the price, but uh, you know. Yeah, I mean they're. Uh... They got to – that's what I was going to say. They're the first first team uh, first team to the century mark this year in points. Um, they got it last night beating Cal- Calgary. 
but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they don't have him. Obviously, staying. They, you know, they added obvious, they they added a couple good pieces at the deadline, but yeah, that one that would be uh, a huge loss. But two, I mean, I was going to ask the question. If you're an Avs fan, do you have any worry that you could become the 2019 uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, that the division was wrapped up so far in advance, you throttled it down a bit and you can't flip it on for round one of the playoffs and it's a rough week? Yeah, I think that that's got to be a concern because, I mean, they've been, I mean, at least, at least a month where, you know, this has been locked down, you know. Well, I remember sitting here. Yeah, it was a, it was almost a month ago. We were doing a podcast. And I looked, and the Blues were one of the hottest. They were the second best team in the division, or in the division and conference at the time. And they were sixteen points behind. Yeah, the Avs. Yeah, yeah, they weren't even wasn't even a, a shot. So, yeah, so you know the, yeah, yeah, that's got to be a concern. I mean, it, it happens in every sport, you know. And then the last thing to touch on for the NHL right now is uh, if the playoffs ended today, everybody's favorite line for the first time in franchise history, the Vegas golden Knights are outside the playoffs and they're in cap hell with a lot of uh, free agents coming up. So that's fun. Rise to start up so quick and have a good run. So many fitting. Yeah, right. That's, I mean, I just laugh at the fact that they had a trade go down on deadline day, <laughs> but they didn't know the guy had a no trade co- clause. <laughs> so now they're way over the cap. And oops. <laughs> tell me you're a first time GM and organization without telling me you're a first time GM and organization. Yeah. I wonder who, uh, who had to be uh, thrown under the bus for that, you know? Yeah. Somebody had to bend because it's, uh, you know. Well, and then one of the funniest <laughs> things I saw was uh, after the trade got denied, the uh, Anaheim Ducks tweeted a video, or not a video, a picture, like a retirement a retired jersey that said 64 Dantonoff, which was the guy who they tried <laughs> to trade him, and he had the no trade. So it was just kind of one of those funny, like, little jabs, like, you're a Hall of Famer in our book. For well, and, and if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, what the first game he came back, I think he scored a goal. Uh, he <laughs> scored. Then. He scored the overtime game winner against the Hawks <laughs> that day. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we didn't mean to. Uh, yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah go go play in overtime. Oh, you want us a game and at the time got us back in the playoffs. Thanks. Yeah, we love yeah. you again. All right. Yeah. That was just a motivational. I saw, his interview, I saw his interview afterwards. He did the interview. He had no teeth all the way across from here. He looked like the like the '60s Bobby Hull. He had no teeth in front whatsoever. So, from from one rivalry, the. Uh, Cap and the Golden Knights to another great rivalry, the uh, UNC Tar Heels versus Duke Blue Devils. First time they've ever met in the tournament, and it's a Final Four game. Great. I what? personally have had Duke winning my the bracket since the beginning, so I obviously have Duke over UNC. 
Well, let's make this quick because uh, three of these four teams I can't stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the shame of the whole thing is it's really – it's the good old boys that are all there. Well, so this is the first time that it's been four blue bloods in yeah. the final four. That four blue bloods also were the color blue. Mm-hmm. Oh, even realize. <laughs> yeah, there's always been like one little, you know, a different one. But uh, so Matt, who you got? Duke, UNC, and then Villanova, Kansas. Who you got in the finals, and who you got winning it? Oh God, I, I got UNC. Beating Duke. Actually, I just put some money on the other day. Just I don't know. I just think they're just a gritty team. They they you know they played defense well. They rebound well. Um, and then on the other side, I don't know. I like Villanova. I got I got UNC winning the whole thing though. But I like Villanova. I always like Villanova. They just is that Archidiakono? Gay Wright, the best coach <laughs> left in the tournament. Yeah. Is, is that Archidiakono's brother in there? Ryan Archjack, there's another Archjack. I don't know, but I just yeah. love the, I love uh, Larry Bird on UNC. Mm. The jokes. Have you seen the pictures? No, I don't think I've seen those. Oh, it's uh, hold on, Keith, go ahead. Who do you got? Uh, well, I, you know, I, I was, I was hoping to go for um, Villanova, but the injury to that. Um, uh, yeah. it was a uh, Justin Moore yeah. um, that just kind of changed it because uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's like uh, their number two scorer, number two rebounder. And, um, you know, you can't lose that against uh, teams like uh, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. So um, as much as it, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't like Duke, but Krzyzewski in his last year, I don't know. It's kind of cool. You have to admire what he's done. So anyway, I'm going with Duke against Villanova, and this really pains me. Uh, I'm going with Kansas over North Carolina uh, and Duke to win it all. Dave? Yeah, well, yeah, and I, if you would ask me, you know, three, you know, maybe three days ago, you went to see it, I thought was playing better than anybody in the tournament as a team. But I just, I have this feeling that Duke's on a mission and you look at, I looked at a couple of things. If you look at Duke, they're five starters. Four more five-star high, high school players, one's a four. You know, UNC's got two fives, three fours. Kansas got four fours and a three. And Villanova's got a three, three fours, and a guy that wasn't even rated. I mean, and you look at Duke, who's probably going to put five guys into the draft, and they're going to, they have three five-star McDonald's guys coming in next year already. It's, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, you get tired of it after a while, but Krzyzewski's a, a South side kid, um, you know, and uh, he's just, you know, you, you look at, you know, people going to play for him and stuff like that. So I've got Duke over UNC, although I think that's going to be, a, it's going to be a real tight game. And Duke's got a little bit, you know, you're talking about that arrogance that the, you know, the Blues have. Duke is, these kids aren't used to losing at any level, AAUs, high school, whatever. Uh, they seemingly can turn it on pretty much whenever they want. Um, and I've got uh, I've got Kansas over Villanova. Only because I thought Villanova was the weakest, with the exception of the free throw shooting, the weakest team in, in the because they don't go 
much faster starters. I mean, that's not a deep team whatsoever. If there's, if there's fouls in that game, Villanova's going to hurt. There's no question. So, And then I've got Duke over Kansas in the final. It's unbelievable how many of these games do come down to just free throws. Like yep. St. Mary's, St. Mary's, some of those free throws that they were hitting late in the game were just clutch, and the guys, like, they were bent and high. And if they if they missed one or two here or there, they would have lost much earlier on. It was, that was a pretty – I'll tell you what, that was a pretty good team, that St. Mary's team. Mm-hmm. Better than they usually – usually, they're usually the second best out there, but they're second best by a long shot. They, they were a pretty decent team. So. Nope. So this is what I was talking about. Larry Bird and the uh, (laughs) Brady Man. That being said, like I said, I I, from the beginning, um, I just thought it was going to be Coach K on top. I don't know if the NCAA doesn't let that happen. I'm sure Jim Nance already has his buzzer beater call written out and uh, ready to go. and since the beginning, I I really I had Wisconsin in the Final Four in the finals, but the game I struggled the most was when Villanova and Wisconsin were playing each other because I had I just that's where I took it from, um, and I just really don't want to see Kansas get there. I I. Please, yes. I, I hate him <laughs> with a passion. Um, so I'm hoping Coach Jay Wright can pull it off, pull off an ups, a quote upset. So I got Duke Villanova in the finals and Coach K going out on top and hearing the gym dance say whatever, like he's got scripted for a year and a half now before he goes to the Masters. Yeah. Did you see Illinois extended Underwood today? Yeah. <clears throat> Which I, you know, they deserve them. <laughs> so. so let's move into uh, well, take take a little bit. Uh, some MLB predictions. So we'll uh, we'll give out who we think is going to win the division. Um who we think will be the wild cards and then uh, our world series matchup and our MVP in Cy Young. So we'll start with uh, the N- the AL East and we'll just go around. So Matt's the first guy on my screen. So Matt, go ahead. AL East. Ooh, well, that's, man, I don't know. That's a tough one. Hey, that's really, you know, flip up. Forehead and die there, you know. <laughs> uh, boy, what did what did New York do? The Yankees? What did they do this year? They got, I feel like they got rid of more people than they brought in. Uh, they added. So, if you want a little rundown, give me one second. So the it's Yankees is going to be their issue. The yeah. Yankees this year brought back Anthony Rizzo. And traded for Josh Donaldson. They they sent out uh, Gary Sanchez, Giovanni uh, Oshella, and Luke Voigt. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I'll just I think I'll roll with Toronto. I think I picked them last year as well. I just I like Toronto a lot. 
Dave? I'm going with Toronto because they actually play the rest of their home games at home. That's right. But I had in my own thing, I had them by one win over, over Tampa. So it's uh, uh, Toronto's the one up, who's only picking the winner in division right now. That's Toronto's my choice. Keith? I uh, got to go with Toronto. I got Boston. Mm. Well, Trevor Story, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think they're going to hit a lot. They have, they have, a, they have an, awesome, an awesome lineup. Pitching's going to be the issue there, too. Yeah, but nice. they're at Fenway, and uh, all they got to do is hit. Hopefully. But I, I really have them edging out Toronto by two games, and uh, I have them edging out the Rays by three games. So it's not much of a well, the first four teams. Yeah, the, yeah, we'll get to the wild, we'll get to those wild cards, the rest of their division here in a minute. That's what we'll. Yeah. Um, Matt AL West. See, so threw me off. That we're going Central next. Well, we know who you're taking <laughs> in the Central. I'm well, pretty sure you know, we're all. I'm pretty sure we're all. Are we all taking the White Sox in the Central? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be it'll be more interesting than it was last year, and I think it's for a good reason and, and a good. It should help the Sox, I believe. I think they win by five they were, games. They were coasting. Yeah, I mean that doesn't I, five or five, me. maybe six. The yeah. question will be: Will anybody else in that division be five hundred? Yeah, the Twins will. The Twins will. Twins will, will right there. Well, I guess yeah. So I have in the little module I put together, it came up with the White Sox winning eighty nine games and the Twins eighty three. Eighty three is what I had also. That's so. But they're the only other other team that did 500 or better. Yeah. Still a, weak, still a really weak division. So, Matt West. Yeah. You know, the, I don't I don't know what to make of the Angels, really. That's – I just – and then Texas dropping a whole lot of money. And, um, don't fall in love with them. No, I don't think, I don't think it's going to amount. 500 million would be sub-500. Yeah, Five thirty. It's gonna yeah. amount to much, you know. So really, I'm I'm looking at Seattle and Houston. And I don't know, like what was is losing Korea, but I mean, you get Verlander back, right? And so Bregman's just gonna move over and play short for them. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I, got, I think I'm going with the Astros. I, I I'd like to make a case for the Mariners, but I think they got. Yeah, sure. Keith? Um, we're, uh, AL West is what we're doing here? Yeah. Um, I, I got to go with Houston there. Dave? I'm, I'm Houston, too, with just a caveat that the Mariners have, a, I think, a chance to be one of the surprise teams in baseball this year. Yeah, they'll, they'll be interesting. I mean, you can't go with the Angels because the Angels just never, you know <laughs> – Show me, first, show me first, show me first, and then yeah. maybe I'll buy it. 500 season for the the team with maybe the best two ball players in baseball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the model, the model that I have that I plug some stuff into to come up with this, Houston wins the division by the biggest margin in all of baseball, according to this. Hmm. I think that takes into account that Oakland is going to be very bad. And uh, well, you hope hope it's in Pittsburgh range, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're not they're not done yet, maybe. No, 
Well, I hope not. I hope the Cardinals get their pitcher. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be way And there's a lot of teams looking at those two pitchers right now. Yeah, Manaya and Montez. Yeah. So, Matt, NL East. Let's see. Um, uh, oh, well, mm, yeah, I mean, I, I'll go with I'll go with Atlanta. Dave? Going with the Braves also. It's the only team in baseball that has a bullpen as good as the Sox. Keith? Ditto. Braves. I'm drinking that starting rotation Kool-Aid, and so is the module. They got the Mets winning it by a game <laughs> over the Braves. Now, the Mets always lose three of their uh, five starting pitchers to injuries within the first uh, yeah. three weeks of the season. <laughs> yeah, but, but when has Max Scherzer ever missed? That's the thing. That's all you got to worry about. Yeah, but he that, can't pitch 150 games. Oh, you better watch. He'll, he'll go every four days now. <laughs> uh, I'm just so glad the Cardinals didn't sign him. <clears throat> uh, are we all on the Dodgers for the West? How can you not? Yeah, they had three MVPs in the starting lineup. Just, just asking, asking, just making sure. Just making you know, one, sure. One guy that hasn't been an All Star. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just yeah, making what's sure. What's their salary? Is their salary uh, like uh, where they have three hundred million now? Or three hundred and ten is the last number I saw. <laughs> yeah, they, they they laugh at the the luxury tax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, the luxury tax is paid by two games that they put put on TV out there. Mm-hmm. Pretty much with their deal. All right, Matt, NL Central. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a tough one. I, no, it's not. I mean, the, you can't. How do you deal with that pitching staff? I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I gotta go with the Brewers. That's really what it is. I, I don't like the Brewers. And I, I think they've actually been, you know, offensively the Brewers have been anywhere a, near what they should be with the players they have. Been. To me, the Brewers have the second best starting five in baseball. And they got hater. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the Brewers. I don't think they're going to hit for much again. Yeah. And some of that. But I do think they're going to win. And it's a combination of that and the Cardinals after pitchers' arms are falling off. So it's not good. <laughs> Yeah, the Brewers. I mean, it's starting pitching. It just too much has to go right for the Cardinals. You guys and, are uh, all the all the same across the board. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Well, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. 29 runs today. The young, the young, the young hitting almost 400 in spring. I'm. Schwindel's hitting 400. So let's, let's, you know. I'm hitting 400. Well, yeah, okay, but then you got Paul Goldschmidt, who's hitting almost 600, and uh, you know, I'll I'll take. Yeah, that's take... continue. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in the eighth? I think he'll hit about 550 this year. Yeah, yeah. 15 runs in the eighth. Yeah, eighth it was. I, I was getting the alerts on my phone. It was the like young hit a home run. Like, he had a ching, double. Ching, 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 yeah, yeah. You, you know, Anibal Sanchez. He got what he had coming from the uh, 2019 NLCS where he threw whiffle balls up there we couldn't hit. Yeah, that's who started for the Nationals today. 
But so I have the Cardinals not, I mean, because I think they'll hit, but I just don't, none of those guys in Milwaukee have ever had injury problems and how hard they throw. I don't, I don't know. I think time catches up to at least two or three of them this year, whether it's Hader or Burns or, and then I don't think they can score runs period. I think Yelich is done. If you could cherry pick three, uh, two starters at Hader to get hurt, I'd go to Cardinals but, too. <laughs> but no, but even even with start, I just don't think they're ever going to score enough runs to win games. Like I think they're going to struggle to score two runs a game. That's what that's what I think. Like, well, here, here's a for instance: they they got the Cubs, the Reds, and the Pirates in their own division. Two runs is going to win a lot of those games. <laughs> And, and so same thing with the Cardinals, but the Cardinals, I guarantee you, will average over three and a half runs a game or more on an average this year. Yeah, but, they, but they ain't, ain't going to give up two runs a game. <laughs> but mean, how bad – that's what I'm saying. The Brewers' offense can be that bad. I'm not saying it's not close. I, the Cardinals win by like two or three games, the division. And those two or three games come down to them playing each other. And when Colton Wong is your biggest offensive threat because you have yeah. – the you know, Lorenzo Kane and Kristen Yelich, who is well, no if they don't go out. if they don't go out and get hitting help, they're they're gonna be in trouble. But that rotation is a bitch. Well, I'll tell you. But they and they've also done nothing. I mean, yes, the Cardinals haven't done a whole whole lot. The Brewers key acquisition this year, uh Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro. On a lineup that already struggled, and you lost uh, Garcia out of right field for them. Played a lot of center field, didn't you? No, those Lorenzo Kane played. Yelich and Kane were playing center field for them. I hope um, you're right for your sake. I don't see it. I don't. The, the, the starting rotation scares the crap out of me. I'm happy to finish third. <laughs> At this point, and that's only because it's the Reds and the Pirates behind us right now. I was gonna say the module has you as I'm finishing third, 23 games back, 71 wins. And I think it's gonna be more like 75, but that's well, but you gotta think. So you got so this module has Dodgers at 106, Giants at 92, Padres at 88. Mets at 88, Cardinals 94, Brewers 90, 92. The Cardinals 94? Wow, because that uh, Pakota thing had the Cardinals like at 81, didn't they? Yeah, I don't. This is this is the, the Rick model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I get it off of a website, so it's not something I just concocted, but. Oh, I, I believe, yeah. Just... It, takes, it takes more into, like, those models take more into like all that advanced, the advanced stat stuff. This is pretty much just last year's run differential. I just don't know where all that starting pitching injuries and stuff, how they can see 94 wins. That's, that's a lot of freaking wins, boy. Yeah. I mean, Flaherty's not going to be there till uh, at the earliest, uh, what, May? Well, so it it also has 64 wins for the Nationals, 66 for the Pirates, 62 for the Reds, 63 for the Diamondbacks. 
So there's where a lot of those. Uh, yeah, no, that's. Oh, yeah, there's there's some really big. No, but but I I mean you think about it. If you you have what twenty seven games between the Pirates and Reds, you can do some major damage on that I mean, ninety. Well, anybody left to even get rid of? I mean, this point. The Reds, yeah, they still have Castilla and uh, was what what's his name? Uh, Vado. No, well, Vado, I don't think Vado's going. Vado will never go but, anywhere. Uh, yeah, it, May, um, Tyler uh, Mayen or whatever that other pitcher they got, the lefty. But they signed Tommy Pham, so watch out. Oh yeah. <laughs> what I'm oh. trying to figure is how, how long is Soto, Juan Soto going to want to play for the Nationals? Well, he just signed that big deal, right? Yeah. It's pretty- I mean, there's, there's some teams that just make no sense to me. I mean, the Rockies spent all that money on Chris Bryant for what, maybe 60 and 70 wins? Uh, the model comes up to them having 81, actually. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and again, I think I think that all has to do with the fact that they play the Diamondbacks 18 times and they have them at 63 wins. And then so and I don't think the Giants will be as tough as they were last year. They'll be they'll be good, but yeah, I think last year was an outlier for them. I mean, no, it was just yeah, and you know. I mean, well, they dropped they dropped uh, thirteen wins, right? They had one hundred and five last year, or no, they had one hundred and six, so they dropped fourteen wins to ninety two. Yeah, and the Padres they get Clevenger back, and Darvish should have a better year than last year. Yeah, it, except we learned yeah, here he's an every other year guy. So yeah, but uh, how long is uh, Tatis out? A while, I think June yeah. or July. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like three months. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like the car, the thing for the Central also is they play, they play the East. So having the Orioles for. At 65 wins helps that out too for Cardinals and Brewers. But I think the Dodgers, the West plays, I think, the Central, I believe, for the AL. Um, so the Sox get the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Padres. Which is why they are win their division at 89, according to this. Yeah, I think they're better on an 89 win team, but not considering those. I didn't realize they're the cross was going to include three teams as good as they are. Yeah, I'm just let me verify that that's correct. I mean, you'll get the Diamondbacks and the Rockies too, so I'm going to be able to beat up on them, but let's see. Oh, no, the thing to keep an eye on, keep, keep an eye on the situation with Giolito. That's an unbelievable situation that they put themselves in for fifty thousand freaking dollars. Yeah. To, yeah. to where Giolito, who says nothing, mm-hmm. is talking about how disappointed he is. I mean, let me tell you what. That's that's Chris Bryant five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a dumb position to put yourself into, leading it, into it, the next two seasons or whatever. You know, so your like, best pitcher who will be twenty nine when he becomes free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be crazy. Who's his agent? I don't, I don't know. Better hope it ain't Boris by that time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
I just I just don't get that. And the same thing, yeah. unless they're waiting to trade Kimbrough for a right fielder or a second baseman, I, I don't understand going cheap on those two spots either. I just I don't get it. No. Because they could they could be the best team in the American League with a little tweaks. Yeah, I mean they're they're sitting and I think they're at their their limit spending wise is, is really the big deal. Cause I mean they're historical. This is their most money they've spent. At 184. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's it's uh Reinsdorf, you know. So but the but the one with Giolito, that just stunned. It doesn't me make any sense. Was, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, oh my god, Reinsdorf's got that money in his pocket. He got it in his wallet. Yeah. I I I I've I've got I've got nothing to say. It's frustrating. Especially like right before the season, you know, lockout's done. Let's just get it rolling, get everybody happy. Let's get the best out of it we can this year. Everybody's healthy. You know, right yeah. Now. I mean, and you've, you've got the trade bait for the uh, for the deadline, you know, or somebody gets hurt. We've got, you know, ways to, to make people fill in. And they're going this route. It's 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 frustrating. But, you know, I, I we still got the team. I think they can still, you know, what we've got, I think it's, it's, it's good enough. I don't know that it's the best it could be, but we'll see. All right. Well, I, so, I mean, as it sits there, like you said, they're within one or two wins of being the best team in America League. Yeah. You know, and, you know, they, they may have more wins than the Astros, depending on that interleague play, you know, type thing and stuff. But it's, you just, boy, you don't screw around with that. That's just, yeah, it's, I right. it's just it's it's doing wrong too, you know. It's like not he's well, been everything you've asked him and more, and, and he's been yeah. the face of the and, franchise, him and Tim Anderson. Because now you're gonna go you're gonna go to arbitration mm-hmm. and you're gonna yeah. talk you're gonna sit in arbitration for five hours and talk about everything that Giolito does wrong. Yeah, for fifty thousand dollars now. For fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's this yeah. If, if they'd like to move them over to the north side of town, we'd, be, we'd welcome in our heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so let's go through everybody's wild cards. Matt, who are your three wild cards? There's three this year, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's three. Um, for, for which we're going what? AL, AL first? AL first, yeah. Okay. Um, well, the, the – Cleveland Guardians with their name change. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I think it's all just going to come out of the East, honestly. Rays, Yankees, Red Sox. I mean, is that? Is that I mean, I, I don't see the Twins being close enough. I, I don't think there's going to even be enough wins in the AL Central total. Um, the Mariners, I don't know. I, yeah. Raise Yankees, Red Sox. Let's go. I got so I have the same same thing, except obviously I had a different division winner. So I have Toronto, Tampa, New York in that order. Yeah. As Boston, as Boston wins the division, Dave, I've got the Mariners, the Rays, in Boston. Keith, uh, Yankees, Rays, and uh, Red Sox. And then we'll move over. Well, real quick while we're here, AL pennant. Who who wins? Who wins the pennant? Gets the World Series. No, Matt. No. We know what your heart wants to say. Just say it. 
Yeah, no, I, I, why not? I mean, it, it, they're just as good as any of these teams. So yeah, with that bullpen, it's nasty. We can add, if we can get one of these A's pitchers and not give up too much. Um, yeah, I would be, I'd be loving it. Uh, yeah, I'll say the White Sox. I, it, it's this year. I mean, if you're going to do it, this is the year. They're really this year and next year, but this Didn't is we the say year. it last year. I know, but it was, it was, it, yeah, it was whatever. Dave? As much as it would kill me to do it, so as much as I'd like to pick the Sox, I still think a couple holes are going to come back to bite them just like you did last year. The defense hasn't gotten any better. That's there. And you lost uh, Rodan, who started last year, what, about 11 and 1, whatever he was? Yeah. And some of that. So I've, I've got, uh, I've got Toronto. Keith? I'm going to go with the Sox. I think they got the pieces. I mean, um, yeah, it's it's uh, certainly not going to be a, a easy, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with the Sox. And uh, like Matt said, I think that bullpen uh, that bullpen stays healthy. That that can be the difference. Yeah, between Liam Hendricks, Craig Kimbrell, Kendall Graveman, and Kerry uh, or Kelly. That was a huge addition. Cool. No, that yeah. was a great, huge. great move. So mm-hmm. the thing with Kelly too, is he will, uh, he'll bring some life into that room too. Right. Like he's Liam yeah. Hendricks. Liam Hendricks already added the life. Yeah. But Joe Kelly's a whole, he's a yeah. whole nother ball game. I heard, hey. him, I heard him on the radio. He's, they hit him. They, they, they got him swearing on the radio and everything else. Yeah. He's, oh, he'll bring an he'll bring an edge to that uh, that that staff and uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they they were good anyway, but uh, yeah. Just and he level. hates the Yankees anyway, so he'll throw at Judge and he'll throw at Stanton and mm-hmm. you know he'll start some brawls. Yep. Wild cards in the uh, NL. Go ahead, Matt. Um. Yeah, I think uh, with the thin air up there, uh, Chris Bryant's going to hit about 350 home runs. I think the Rockies are getting in. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, man, you know, like the Padres, and you already got Fernando Tatis hurt. It's like I don't even know what happened last year. How they just completely bombed the end of the season. They have no um, bullpen. Yeah, they're just. I don't know. I, I don't think the Giants. I don't know. Are the Giants for real? Can they? Can they stick around? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the Phillies could be kind of fun to watch. The Phillies. So what are my three here? Um, I hate the Mets, and I just think everything they do, they fall flat on their face. So I don't. I don't buy it. The Mets. Let's do. Uh, The Phillies, the Cardinals, and the yeah, the Giants. This will do the Giants. I think they'll outlast the Padres. And I don't. I don't. I just don't have faith in the Padres. Dave, Cardinals, Padres, and Mets. Uh, Keith. Hmm. Uh, Padres and Cardinals, and then I'm debating. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with the Mets. 
No, no, no. You know what? I'm going to change it. Nope. Never mind. San Francisco, San Francisco, San Diego, and the Cardinals. <laughs> I got San Fran, Milwaukee, San Diego in that order. NL pennant, Matt, who's, who's meeting your socks in the uh, world mm-hmm. series. It's hard not to say, you know, losing a guy like a guy like Freddie Freeman, but the, the damn Los Angeles or um, Dodgers, I, I don't. If they don't get there, it's it's a lost season. So they've got to go with the Angels. I mean, you know, Atlanta losing Freddie Freeman to the Angels is just even bigger. Slap Los Angeles, you mean Dodgers? The Dodgers. Sorry, I keep saying the you know, Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean. Dave, basically the Dodgers are one of the few teams in baseball could probably lose a starting pitcher, a couple guys in the field, and and they have to the guys out of their bullpen still win. Uh, I I agree with Matt. If they if they don't win at all, then it's a it's a disappointment at that point. You spend over three hundred million dollars, you better be doing something. Keith, yeah, same deal. Dodgers, Dodgers for the World Series too. Yeah. Told you, I'm drinking that Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid is blue and orange. Pitching wins in the postseason. I got DeGrom and I got Scherzer getting to the World Series. I got the Mets. <laughs> so, Matt, White Sox, Dodgers, who wins it? We'll see. <laughs> All right, so that's the Dodgers. My, my heart is my hand. Dave? The no. Dodgers over to Jace. Keith? Yeah, I got to go with the Dodgers. I got – Canada cannot win a playoff series, but they're going to get a World Series before they get an NHL playoff series again this year. So Toronto over the Mets. All right. That's just like, that just sounds odd, you know? Just, it yeah, does. To be the, well, the funny yeah. thing is, I would pick Toronto over to Mets, too. I'm just trying to what happened to the Dodgers. <laughs> what happened was Scherzer and DeGrom went two games each, and with that lineup, it might not be enough. That lineup is just freaking brutal. So, Matt, AL MVP. Uh, Luis Robert. I think that's what I picked last year, too. No, you picked uh, – you said a Brady was going to go back-to-back. Because I, call, I called yeah. it the year before, and he did. Yeah. Dave? Oh, Vladdy and Paler up in Toronto. And Keith – uh, same here, Vlad. Uh, I think, uh, you know, if, if Trout stays healthy, Otani and Trout cancel each other out. Yeah, I just – I don't see uh, the whole Otani spectacle happening again. Um, and I also just have this weird feeling it's going to kind of come out of left field on – the team that wins the best division in baseball in Boston. Uh, I got Xander Bogarts, their shortstop. 
Good player. Yeah. Just because I think defense, if he takes, if Boston wins, it won't be. I mean, it could easily if Trevor Story has a big year, but I don't know. Just got a weird Xander Bogarts feeling. He's also coming up on a contract. So if he has a big, big year, he can be that next giantly paid shortstop. Uh, Cy Young, Matt, go ahead. In the AL. AL. Uh, Justin Verlander's back. Man, that's a boy. This is just throwing the dart so far, right? Um, well, I mean, really, is it? Garrett Cole's won how many of the past couple of years? <laughs> Did he win last year? Did he won last year? Yeah, he won it going away. Everybody fell off the face of the earth near the end of the year. He had a rough start, and that was it. Or did Robbie? No, I mean, Robbie he, Ray won. Robbie Ray won, won it last year. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Robbie Ray won it last year when he got dealt to Toronto. Boy, this is a tough one. I don't think anybody in the White Sox are going to win it. Man. Yeah, I'm having a hard time coming up with the. Uh... Who's on? I'm, I'm looking at some depth charts here. Dave, we'll give Matt some time. Go ahead. Yeah, give me, give me. Yeah, a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make him very happy here. And so uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with Giolito, a man on a mission who's pissed off. He's gonna use it right? with a great yeah. bull, with a great bullpen to close behind him. It, it's got to be nice walking up to the mound knowing that you know if stuff doesn't go right, you can just hand it over and still win the game. Yeah. Keith, who you got? Uh, I got Garrett Cole. Matt, you got anybody yet? No, go ahead. I'm just looking at – I'm just checking out a couple things. Jose Barrios. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting one. Toronto. I mean, it's quite the quite the reach. I mean, I don't think he's that great of a pitch. He's good, really, really good. But, I mean, he could have a career. Would you say year. Robbie Ray would it have won one last year? No, probably not. And he won one with Toronto. Saying, yeah, Toronto's got good D, also. Yeah, give me Garrett Cole. I just think he's too, it's, it's so typical, but all right, Matt, you're on the clock for uh, we'll go NL Cy Young real quick. We'll save the MVP for last. Oh, that one's easy. I mean, is it coming out of – is it Corbin Burns? Have you won him last year, right? Yeah. Somehow. Two years in a row, though? Not a chance. No. 
Give me, give me Walker Bueller. I think his name came up maybe a year or two ago. I think uh, I brought it up. Yeah, I think it was Dave that that mentioned it. Well, me Dave, and yeah, me and Dave both had him last year. Yeah. Dave, who you got? Dave's gonna have him again this year with that yeah. lineup behind him. He's I. He can just cruise. I, I was there. I, I I almost went with Woodruff. Believe it or not, but I'm gonna go with Bueller. Keith. Well, it's either Carlos Martinez or uh, Max Scherzer. So um, I'll go with Max Scherzer. I told you, I'm drinking that Kool Aid. It's Scherzer. <laughs> if it, if he wasn't there, I wouldn't be drinking the Kool Aid. But the fact that he's there, yeah. And I think Lindor is gonna have a bounce back year, but. Yeah, sure. Him and DeGrom. He couldn't do much worse. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, uh, they added uh, Carlos Carrasco as their fifth with the Mets. Guy who was with the Indians for Guardians for a while. Um, Matt, NL MVP. Oh, boy. I think did I pick Paul Goldschmidt last year? I think I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I just felt it, you know. I don't know. Um, he, I mean, he could have easily won it. He was right yeah. there with most of the stats. <clears throat> I really don't understand how Harper won it. Yeah, but, that, know. that is still a mystery. No, I, I agree with you there. I think I think it should have either been last year Trey Turner, Goldschmidt, that's, that's or Freeman. Was, I'm thinking a, a Trey Turner, and I know it's leaning heavy into the Dodgers, but yeah. Dave, the Andre Dawson Award for this year is going to go to Juan Soto, <laughs> the MVP out of last place team. Yeah. Keith? Uh, you know, it seems like everybody's picking Soto, um, but um, I'm going to go with uh, Acuna. So I was actually, the three you guys all mentioned were, I had thought about Acuna, I backed off of because of his knee. Soto, I just, I mean, I know he's in Washington, but I just think they're going to be so bad that the last time they gave it to a bad team, was uh, 2001 when it was A-Rod. I don't know if they'll do that again. Uh, and Trey Turner, I just don't think he's going to have the same year. Um, mm. I'm going Tyler Broneal, the best left fielder in the game. Hey, hey. Wins his third gold glove and wins the MVP. He hits because he, he wins the MVP because he drives in a – because the Cardinals are going to score a lot, drives in about 110 and hits 40-ish. Well, and he's hitting behind uh, Arenado and Goldschmidt, so uh, he should get... Uh, or uh, he gets sandwiched in between them. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, with so Carlson get... and Tommy Two Bags yeah. leading off. So he'll, and... he'll get some good pitches to hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an inter- interesting selection. I hope you're right. <laughs> I don't... Anybody who watches watched the American League the last two years 
What can you tell me about Clint Frazier? He was highly touted prospect, but I don't think I was going to say one 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 word comes to mind. Yeah, bust. Well, he, uh, he's claiming he played with he's claiming he played with a concussion from 2020, and they never never him. I tell you what, that guy, exit velocity and stuff like that. Holy crap! He's hitting like 465 in the spring, and he's hitting everything. I mean, just on the screws. I mean, it's unbelievable. He was a Pirates. He was no. a Pirates prospect, right? Wasn't he? Indians. He was in the he was in the uh, Andrew Miller deal. You know, he's on a one he's on a one year deal. I'm just wondering, you know, is there any any hope this guy has something, you know, not MVP status in him, but you know, better than uh where yeah, I mean the two guys leading the Cubs right now are Schwindel and him. Well, so uh, so here's Here's what I would tell you. So he was supposed to come up and be this power hitting left fielder, right? He had all the tools to be the next great generation powered left fielder playing in New York. He's hit 29 career home runs because he strikes out 235 times. And, you know, I've seen him play three games in the spring. So he struck out. He's, a, a, you know, he's different than everybody else that's up there. The ball just comes off the bat unbelievably. He struck out 33% of his professional at-bats, or yeah, major league at-bats. That's that's his issue. Yeah, that's not good. And he doesn't, he doesn't walk. He's got a career total of uh, 85 walks in his career. So he'll slide right into Baez's spot, is what you're telling me. <laughs> uh, I would tell you he's probably more of <laughs> he's probably more of the uh, 2007 Alfonso Soriano style guy. Well, Soriano used to hit the ball so high and everything else. This everything he's hitting is a light shot. It's just it's encouraging to see and stuff like that. I mean, you only have a guy hitting the ball. Hard as Contreras, but I don't think he'll be here much longer. So, so his best average in a season was two sixty-seven. He had him back-to-back years in nineteen and twenty. All right. Uh, slugging highest slugging he had was five eleven in two thousand twenty. That was when he had so he had eight home runs that year. He had twelve the year before. So his average which I don't know, I guess, because he's never played 162 games either. The most games he's played in a year was 2019. It was 69 games. Yeah, I didn't know much about him at all. I'd be, I'd be real honest with you. It's, it's kind of a mystery to me. Well, so according to baseball reference, his average in 162 games should be 21 home runs, 69 RBIs, 239 average, yeah. 434 slug. So he's not even Patrick Wisdom, is what he's telling me. Less homers. Yeah. All right. And and again, take into account too. Those are numbers that are based off of five seasons in New York, which has an extremely short right field and left field porch. So that's what I mean by like. I know Matt kind of went eh when I said bus, but bus because he was supposed to be this next like. Like they thought he was in, in, they were comparing him to like Grady Sizemore and Michael Brantley in Cleveland. And he hasn't even, 
or better, and he hasn't even come close. Yeah, Grady Sizemore's yeah. a good. That's I didn't even know he was in there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. He was the the big piece that went back for Andrew Miller the year that they went on the run in 2016. All right. So, all right. So, real quick rundown, just to make sure everybody, you guys all have Toronto, Chicago, Houston, winning the divisions. Uh, everybody has. Boston and uh, making the wild card. A couple other ones. So, Matt, Luis Robert, Garrett Cole, Dave, Vladdy Jr., and Giolito, Keith, Vladdy Jr., Garrett Cole. I got Bogarts and Barrios. You guys all have Atlanta, Milwaukee, Los Angeles with a bunch of different variety for a wild card. Then we got Dodgers beating the White Sox for Matt, Dodgers beating the Blue Jays for Dave, Dodgers beating the White Sox for Keith. I got Toronto over the Mets. Trey Turner, Walker Bueller for Matt, Soto Bueller for Dave, Acuna Scherzer for Keith, and Tyler Broneal and Scherzer for me. So we will uh, we'll keep track. Yeah. Check back in November. I'm just glad we're playing before July. You know, that was, uh, I think, the last time <laughs> we talked about it. Was before like, oh, May. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you uh, got any, uh, any uglier in the negotiations yet? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised we're actually having this conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also surprised Pujols is back. We didn't even say yeah, that. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean we'll see. That's we'll fun. see. I, I don't mind it just because he has to hit his 700. Right. Well, that, but no, I just think he, I think for a guy like Paul DeYoung and Harrison Bader who go through these giant struggles, maybe Pujols can be there and be a, an actual voice that they can listen to instead of Jeff, Jeff Albert. Well, yeah, I, I do like that. On the other hand, I don't like that uh, he'll be taking at bats from these uh, other guys that, uh, you know, uh, who are your future, you know. Well, I think they I think they wanted it to be Juan Yepes and he just was floundering. And so I think mm-hmm. they're like, you know what, go hit in AAA some more and we'll we'll yeah. talk about this next year. Because no yeah. Gorman and Walker and all or not walk, yeah. Uh Gorman, Walker, Donovan, all those guys, I don't think they really wanted them up until next year, anyways. Mm-hmm. So they're just buying a year. Well, the interesting thing will be is I mean, if uh Give him a month or two, and if Pujols isn't doing anything, you know, and it's looking bad, then it'll be then tough to cut do? him. It'll be tough. Yeah. Maybe he just then retires. Yeah, then he retires because uh, I mean, you're, do you hang around? Keep him hanging around just so you can do the uh, September, uh, you know, Albert Pujols day. Yeah, that, that's a long time to wait. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. I just, I just like it for the te- the mentor factor. Hmm. And at two and a half mil, what else are they? Yeah. Know, what yeah. else are they going to that, throw that to? Yeah. But so. it's still Yachty's team. I mean, so. I, I would say it's still Wainwright's team. I think Wainwright owns well, that locker room a lot more. Than... He's not in the field, but yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But that's another thing, you know, Ali Marmel, new manager. Um, the Mets, that's another reason why I like the Mets so much. Adam Buck Walter. Guy who's been through the grind a lot as their manager. So we'll see. 
But uh, so we're end the podcast here. Um, one thing that I think I want to maybe we do like every two weeks is like a top ten like power ranking throughout the throughout the major league season. Just kind of rank who we think are the top ten, and we'll just talk about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's a good. Like idea. I can I can come up with a formula to where like I'll ask everybody to give me their list, and then I'll put it in there, and we'll see what like the formula spits out as the sports divided instead of just every single person. And we'll just talk and debate about that for a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good idea. Just cause there's not, I mean, once we ran into this last year, once, once baseball starts, there's not a whole, whole lot, you know, there's playoffs in both mm-hmm. to talk about, but you know, but yeah, we'll go, we'll, we'll do that just to, and also we can have a little more uh, stuff to post on social media to maybe get some traction and maybe one day be able to quit our day jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally exactly. Exactly. So, all right, guys, we'll talk next week. Yeah. Oh, hey, really quick before we go, is there, I had a thought right before this. I don't know how many episodes we have and is there like an anniversary coming up? I mean, um, so this for what almost, yeah, SJ said that. So I uploaded episode 41 last time. So we're oh nine away gosh. from 50. Yeah. Wow. So this okay. will be 42. I think I might have missed one. I think, or we missed, I should say, we, I know we missed two because one didn't record or something. Two of them got messed up trying to record over. So technically, I think we've recorded 43 times. But okay. yeah. we have a, gold, a golden 50th one. Yeah, got to do something. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out something. Maybe yeah, uh, the ten the top top five worst takes we've had on the podcast. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I like that. The, the top the top five cold takes. <laughs> the fade ricks. Yeah. Okay. The cold. Yeah, the coldest takes. All right, guys. All right. All right. See, you. See you. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Sports Divided Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Sports Divided. And we'll see you next week.